0: We began our time of emphasis on the book of Colossians with opening words from Paul to people that he had never met. He'd never met these people from Colossians, but here's Epaphras who's visiting with him and telling him about how there in Colossians, there is this church that has found Jesus Christ, heard about Jesus Christ, and responded, I want to follow this Jesus, this Christ, this Messiah that I've heard about. And Paul writes, it's like, Timothy and I are writing to you, and and we pray for you constantly. And he doesn't mean that we've split the day into two-hour shifts, and Timothy prays for you for two hours, and I pray for you for two hours, and Timothy does a shift. No, he means all of our life you're in our hearts we're carrying you in our hearts there's this part within us that is praying constantly and you are part of that constant prayers and and Paul writes that ever since he heard about this church in Colossae that he is thankful thankful for them and he's been praying for them praying that they would live in ways that are pleasing to the Lord, that they would live their lives in ways that are pleasing to the Lord. And, and he gives examples like that you would bear fruits and, 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 examples, of, of, of and, and, and examples of their prayer praying and examples of their lives and that part of living a life that's pleasing to God, one of those that he names, is giving thanks, that in a mysterious way, God delights in Finds joy when we are giving thanks. And he wants that for the, the Colossian church that they would live lives of thanksgiving. They would be thanks living. And like Paul, who a part of him inside is carrying prayers for them, always, he wants that for them. That there would be a part of them, inside of them, these, these prayers, maybe in their subconscious, or prayers in their hearts that they're carrying with them, prayers of thanksgiving. He knows, he knows that that is part of, part of living a life pleasing to God, but not just a life pleasing to God. It's a, it's a good life. It's a good life. He warns them. That there are temptations in this world. There will be times in which in which you will want to live the way everybody else does, to react when something happens and, and carry anger. There'll be times when you want what everyone else has and and may, may want, may want rather than be content. There'll be times, there will be times when when you'll you'll this world will suggest that it's okay to, to lust after someone like that doesn't hurt anyone. And Paul says, no, that's a kind of greed. And I don't want that for you either. I want you to be in healthy. Loving relationships where you see one another as image of God, not relationships that, that are not healthy, not relationships where you treat the other person as an object. I want you to put on a different way of life. I want you to put on like, like when you get up in the morning, I don't want you to, to put on anger. And remember what you were angry about yesterday? No, I want you to put on peace. I want you to put on hope. I want you to put on humility, kindness, and most of all, clothe yourself in love. It's not a good life to carry around anger all the time. It is not a good life to be consumed with anxiety. It is not a good life. To live in fear. And that is not the life God wants for you. He wants lives that are humility, hum- humble, where we see other people not as, as better than ourselves, but as, as people like us. People that we can love and see and people who will see us and love us. He wants us to be part of a community, a beloved community. God wants us to be a community of, of hope. He wants us to live lives of hope. We're not meant, we're not meant for lives holding grudges, but instead lives full of the joy of knowing we are forgiven and knowing that we can forgive with God's help. He wants so much. Paul wants so much for that that community. He's concerned. We said that he is concerned. Because somehow they have got it into their head. Maybe somebody is coming along and, and, and told them that, yeah, it begins with Jesus. But there's more. There's more to the faith. Someone is telling these Colossians Yes, it begins with Jesus, but you know, Jesus was a Jew and he ate a certain way and he lived according to these certain laws. He went to all the festivals and observed special days, and we you need to do that too. You're a follower of Jesus. Well, Jesus did these things as a as a Jew and you need to do them too. It's Jesus and you gotta work. You gotta do this too. Some of them, other than we're saying, yeah, it starts with Jesus. But you can grow and have an even deeper spirituality with with these kinds of extreme practices and and with knowing about the angels and this hierarchy of angels and worshiping some. And, And Paul's like, no, no. It is Jesus in the beginning and Jesus in the end. Jesus was the firstborn of creation He was there when when God created the world. And Jesus is the firstborn of the resurrection. It begins and ends. And connected to Jesus, in your baptism, you are connected to Jesus. You die with Christ and you rise with Christ. And you are connected to someone who is eternal. Eternal. And your baptism, in this connection with Jesus Christ... You live eternally. Christ is with you. This connection is with you in this life and the next. There is this hope of resurrection that's through Jesus Christ. Hope of resurrection. And he reminds us of them this, and he gives them a song that describes Jesus that first of creation and the first of the resurrection, because Paul knows you get a letter and you may read it a couple of times. You hear a sermon once. Somebody gives you an idea and you might think, oh, that's good, I should do that. And then you forget. But you ever have a song stuck in your head? yeah, yeah. That's something you keep on singing. If he can teach this, them this hymn about Jesus, then they'll be singing about Jesus. They'll be talking about Jesus. They'll have a wonderful, beautiful understanding of who Jesus is and who God is. And if they can just connect that when you see Jesus, like this song describes, when you see Jesus, you see the image of God. When they have wrong ideas about what God wants, they can remember to look to Jesus. Look to Jesus, beginning and end. Jesus is our best understanding of what God is like. Jesus gives us that strength that we need. Our scripture reading for today takes it a little step further. Instead of Paul giving to the church and talking about how he and Timothy and Epaphras are giving their prayers for the church and their hopes for the church, This time, Paul has something that he wants them to do. Keep on praying and guard your prayers with thanksgiving. At the same time, pray for us also. Pray that God would open a door for the word so we can preach the secret plan of Christ, which is why I'm in chains Pray that I might be able to make it as clear as I ought to when I preach. Act wisely toward outsiders, making the most of the opportunity. Your speech should always be gracious and sprinkled with insight so that you may know how to respond to every person. Jesus is the word of God for all people. Thanks be to God. This passage reminds me of, of, well, for several years, Matt lived in Missouri when we lived in Georgia. When I came to school to go to Candler School of Theology in Atlanta, Matt stayed behind, our oldest son stayed behind to go to school at the University of Missouri. That's where all his friends went, and he'd rather be with his friends than his parents, I think. But he stayed and went to the University of Missouri, and and we talked often, and and, um, we'd call him and say, it's almost Thanksgiving, can you come? It's almost Christmas, can you come? And most of the time he'd say yes, yes, he could come. And we would... Uh, look at the schedules, his schedules, and we would look at our schedules, and we would say, okay, when can you come? And let's set a time and a date. And then we would call him back and say, okay, here's, here's your flight. I'm emailing you the reservation number so you know what, what flight to get on, and we'll see, you. we'll see you for Thanksgiving. We'll see you for Christmas. And then one year, one year, we called to say, are you coming for Thanksgiving? And he said, yeah. And here's the flight I'm on that I've already paid for. (laughs) Yes. It was a change, a change in our relationship. He was growing into the person that he was created to be, a person who was good and kind and reliable and responsible. And part of this living into this was taking responsibility for his own trips to visit mom and dad. And Paul is wanting this for this church. I've been praying for you. I need you to pray for me too. We've been giving to you Epaphras brought you good news. We need you to be part of bringing good news to others. Pray for me. Pray for me. So that I will know how best to preach the gospel so that even from prison I can preach that God will open doors, that, that God would open other doors to keep on preaching this good news because everyone needs to hear of the love of God that we see in Christ Jesus. Everyone needs to, and And you, you also be part of this. And he, he tells them, guard your words. Guard your tongue. Speak wisely. Speak wisely to other people because you have a role, too, in this. You have a role, too, in this. Make the most of every opportunity. Be gracious. Speak words sprinkled with wisdom. And you know who wisdom is that Jesus Christ present at creation be gracious so that all so that all would know because you are part of something that is bigger than yourself paul goes on to write about other people who are part of this process, people like Tychicus, who is, who is carrying the letter and can explain everything. And, and he says, says that Luke and Demos, you remember them? Luke wrote Acts and, and Luke, and, 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 and they're singing in their hellos, too. You are part of something so much bigger than this little church in Colossus. You are part of how God is at work in the world, and be thankful, be thankful. I have talked about the spiritual practice of giving thanks, as though this is something that helps train you. It's um, like a trellis that you grow a plant on. It holds you up, and Thanksgiving can hold you up so that you can bear fruits as a spiritual discipline. And I hope you'll continue in some way in giving thanks. Maybe at the beginning of the day, start a practice of every day, I'm going to write five things I'm thankful for. At the end of the day, look back and give thanks for five ways that God was present in this day, five reasons to be thankful for this day's. I have found myself in a new spiritual discipline, spiritual practice throughout this time in Colossians. I keep finding myself in the narthex area, looking looking at the tags and reading the tags and giving thanks for the people who are part of this church and the ways that you are helping me to grow in thanksgiving. And I wish that everyone, everyone could be part of a church like this. Some of the tags are from children. And and I wish everybody could be part of a church with children who write things like, I'm thankful for my friends, my family, and church. I'm thankful he gives us love when we are sad. God gives us love. I'm thankful for all that God, ha- God, I'm not sure, but God's in there and they're thankful. And Jesus, I think the last word might be Jesus across the line. I love my mom and my dad is kind in a picture of dad. I'm thankful for love. I wish everyone could be part of a church with children who share their thanksgivings, as well as a church with people who are wise. Thank you, Lord, for life. Thank you for every day you help me through. Thank you for keeping me safe in Jesus' name. Thank you for the four seasons that remind me of God's love. I never thought of the seasons as being a reminder of God's love. And now, every time we enter a new season, I'm going to be thinking differently because of someone in this church. Thank you for the generous spirits of old friends, a late-night phone call from a daughter just because This is someone who believes God cares about every part of every day. I'm thankful for God because the other other things that I am thankful for all come from him. Yep, there's wisdom that every time we name things, we remember this is from God. We're grateful for our church family. Who's always there for us? Thank you for your provision of good health. Thank you for our church, McKendree. Thank you for your direction for our lives and for the people you put in our lives. And for my husband, accept my thanks in Jesus' name. Praise be to God for the beauty of this day he has created. Would it not bring joy to start each day saying thank you? So many of you named people, named people, my precious grandmother Ethel, thanks for her and her guidance. Someone named their father. I could not find this tag afterwards. I wanted to add this to my collection of pictures and and keep this for the future. Uh, Someone who thanked their father for teaching them about the father. Yeah. I am so thankful for every person who has cared enough to teach about Jesus Christ. Because for most of us, that's how we heard Someone cared enough to say something. Someone cared enough to teach a Sunday school class, to invite us to church. Someone cared enough to be part of Vacation Bible School. Someone cared enough to read a storybook Bible. Someone told us about how God was part of their life. And we realized something was missing that we needed to so many of you just filled cards with names name 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 on the front and the back and based on the handwriting some people did more than one card of names we've all we've all been so benefited by those who've gone before i'm grateful for all the wonderful people that make everything possible the people who sacrifice so much to be here with us May Christ be with you. Paul, in his letter at the end, says, I'm here in prison with Timothy and also with a couple others. But that's all. The rest of the ones who are here with me are not Jewish Christians. And you could almost hear a little bit of sadness, maybe, or a little bit of, this wasn't what I expected. That I expected other Jews would hear of Jesus the Messiah and embrace it. How little he could know how much those Gentile Christians would take the word and spread it take the word and spread it throughout the ends of the earth. He was part of something so much more than what he understood. And some of the tags kind of share that too. I'm thankful for a move that I didn't know was needed. My family and marriage is stronger than ever. Sometimes God surprises us sometimes god surprises us my three sons a loving family and church family i'm blessed i'm grateful for being able to walk and talk and praise god to wake up each day and saying i'm grateful for being able to talk and walk and praise god Thank you, God, that you are God, and I am not. I trust in you. You're so worthy. Thank you, God, my lawnmower works. (laughs) Another somebody who thinks that God cares... That God cares about everything and every part of our lives and that God wants to be part of every day in every way. And yeah, it does matter whether the lawnmower works. I'm thankful for baby laughs and crawling. And I suspect that was written by someone who also has crying in the night and feeding in the night and wake-ups as well and needs those baby laughs and crawling. Thank God we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Thank God. I am thankful for being part of His kingdom and to know His word. I put the next one. 1,083 people who were contacted by 52 people in our church who said, I'm going to pray. For these 20 people this week, I'm going to pray. And they reach out and ask, can I pray for you? Can you raise your hand if you are one of those who prayed for others throughout this time? I'm thankful for you. Thank you. It makes a difference. I'm thankful for being here today. I'm thankful for life family and God's thankfulness the joy of being what not being the joy of not being what i was um i never thought about the next one to be thankful that god invites us to participate in serving others so often i serve because someone asked me or serve because it seems like the right thing to do but to be thankful that I get to serve. Thankful for all the missions this church has. Thankful for all the strength you give us, give me, through all the people to see God working in people and giving strength. What a joy. What a joy. And it is supposed to be a joy, isn't it? To serve God, To love God, that's part of why I sent out an email this week just cautioning us. Take a step. You don't have to do everything. My parents taught me that I could be anything and do anything I wanted when I grew up. And you could do anything, Cindy, and I wish they'd said, and you don't have to do it all. But to give joyfully... Of our lives to know that God is at work through the church and to give joy in being part of that this is our last week in Colossians and I invite you to give thanks with your offerings and with your pledges for next year that too is a spiritual discipline I have known it for myself as a time of transformation a time of praying, a time of saying, I will give first. I invite you to take time to fill out your card if you haven't done that yet, to bring that to the baskets and the altar rail, and like the children, take a card to put somewhere as a reminder. I'm thankful For this God who gives all, I'm thankful I get to serve. I'm thankful I get to love. I'm thankful for the grace in which every time I give to God, God renews, changes, grows me into the person I am created to be. Let us give thanks and praise God with our gifts and pledges.